One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we chart the biographical roadmap of our guests using the songs of their past as a compass. I'm Richard Chinqui. My guest is Rob Preston. Rob's an airline pilot with more than 25 years of experience in the sky. Predictably, he's always on the move. I feel like every time I see him, he's getting back from Chile and on the way to Munich or something like that. Also predictably, he makes the most of his time at home spending it with his family. That's his wife, Amy, and their kids, Zach, Sydney, Noah, and Ava. He's got one of the friendliest families I'm fortunate enough to know, and I'd understand if I only ever saw Rob in passing. But on the rare occasion that we do get to sit down and talk, especially over food, he always feels like someone I know better than I actually do. And I realized a few months ago that I needed to get to know Rob better, and that this would be a great way to do it. Hey there, Rob. Thanks for being here. Hey, Richard. Thank you for having me. Uh, I wasn't kidding before. It took us uh, months, five it, months, give or take. Four or five months. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, crazy. Are pilots hard to pin down in general? <laughs> it, they are. And trying to just get a schedule that's going to work out for you. I mean, it, when I'm here, or well, when you have a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, you need to be there. I'm probably, like you said, in Zurich or <laughs> Chile or <laughs> Uruguay or somewhere else. Could you rattle off um, some of the cities you've been in, countries that you've been in in the last uh, 30 days? Um, Montevideo, Uruguay, um, Milan, Italy, um, St. Thomas, New York, Philadelphia, um, San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so just those are the main ones right now. Sure. Oh. Um, if you could land in any of those places and stay for like a week, just to just to stay, just to relax, what which one would it have been? Uh, none of those actually. But uh, go to uh, uh, Ma- uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Okay. You uh, spend a lot of time out there for vacation. Uh, actually, we haven't. We're looking at going there next summer, taking the family there. Okay. And um, but we have. Um, I picked up a lot of trips up there, mm-hmm. uh, over there, I guess, from uh, Philadelphia. And um, I love the city. Um, we What we do is, uh, I see, saw the questioning look on your face. What we do is I can pick up out of base. I'm based in Miami, but I pick up trips uh, out of Philadelphia and New York and the, um, Dallas and everything. So I can go to some different places that we don't get to go to. Um, and um, Amsterdam is just a, a great city to, to go to. So. What time of year should should somebody plan a trip? <laughs> Probably not in the winter. It's it's kind of uh, brisk over there at okay. that time. Um, probably spring or um, summer's not bad either. Okay. So. And you you just got back from Dublin with your wife? No, Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, Scotland. Okay. Yes. What kinds of music were heard around the house when you were a kid? Well, um, my dad is tone deaf. So <laughs> you didn't want to hear him singing. You didn't want to hear anything at all. I mean, you go to church and he'd be singing his heart out and he loved to sing, but uh, you just didn't want to listen to it. Um, sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this, but <laughs> and he understands. But uh, my mom would always sing around the house. There'd be all different kinds of hymns and gospel stuff. Um, really not much on the radio. She liked some of the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, one of the things that she listened to uh, just all the time was um, the sound of music. She loved the soundtrack. Yeah, just the soundtrack yeah. to it. Loved it, and I remember every every year they would have it usually at the Municipal Opera in St. Louis, mm. which is an outdoor theater. 
And she would go and uh, she and my dad would go every year to watch that if it was on. Um, and then when it was on TV, they'd, they'd be playing it too. And we'd always want to stay up and watch it, but it lasted, what, four hours, I think. So it was on. So you're, you and your sisters were kind of like the Von Trapp kids because you were trying to stay <laughs> up for the, for the thing. I guess you could say <laughs> that. That's telling true. telling you to go to bed. That's true. Um, what about just um, during the era? Are there any other songs that you remember from, from that age? Maybe not your parents, but, you know, anything that was popular from when you were a kid or was basically what you heard in the house, what you heard? Well, we um, – but one of the other things that we listened to all the time at nighttime, we had one of those big, big box stereos that was, mm -hmm. has, was on legs and stuff. It was as big as this desk right. and it had just a little turntable in it. And um, she would put on music at nighttime. So it was always The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. But then she'd also play Peter and the Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we'd listen to that. And I mean, I remember going to sleep to that so many times. It's not even funny. Did you run into songs, especially like those kinds of soundtracks or, you know, orchestral and symphonic pieces? Like, do you, do you ever run into one in the wild and not realize you knew it, but suddenly, oh, I, how do I know this? Yeah, I, I guess I do. Now you say that. There's um, some of the things that I'll be just – there's a commercial or something like that, that comes up on a commercial. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is that? I, I, I know I'd know that. And then I start trying to look through and find it. And um, But yeah, that's uh, – it does – there are some neat things that I find. Do you still listen to anything nowadays that you would consider your parents' music? But like – but it's stuck? <laughs> well, I uh, – and, and going through music on uh, trying to find my three songs right, for you, right. I had gone through a lot of music that I my mom would have listened to. Mm -hmm. um, not that she did, but I stuff that I had played also, like when I was in, in band at school and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, um, I guess it's more like symphony type stuff my mom would have listened to back then, which um, I, I love listening to that and big band and everything else. So my mom would have listened to the big band stuff too, but... Um, my dad just kind of listened to whatever she did at the time. So he's more of a talk radio person. So. Got it. Can you think of a time when you were young that music moved you in a way that stuck with you? Like when you realized music was more than just something that, that you listened to? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question there. Um, um There's, I guess, many times I've uh, really had music mean something to me. What's the youngest you can remember that happening? Oh, gosh. Um well, I remember when I was, I, I guess it was probably about five years old, and uh, we um, they had the children's choir at church, and mm -hmm. we were in that. And, I mean, all the kids, it didn't matter how old or what, what you, how old you were then, you were singing, like, the soprano part because everybody, <laughs> everybody's got that high voice. And um, we had a Christmas uh, – I guess it was a, just a pr uh, program at church, yeah. and they had the children's choir singing with the uh, the choir, and I, I just remember that and thinking it was it was such a neat thing back then. I'm like, well, do I really like this or not? But it really stuck with me, and I mean, as we've talked about, I mean, I've done a lot of music after that. Then, right, too, so. that was kind of the inroad for you musically, right? You started singing in the choir in church as I, a kid, I, right? I started singing in the choir in church. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just, a, like I said, as a kid's choir. And then after that, I really didn't do a lot of singing. I got more into the uh, the instrumental type. Um, right. You played you played jazz, ensemble, marching band, right, like all the way through high school? Yes. Yeah. So um, 
What all instruments did you end up learning throughout that journey? Like, <laughs> what's the list? Well, I started out by um, when I was in, I think it was uh, second grade, taking piano lessons for one or two years. If you ask me to play that now, right. it, it would be ugly <laughs> because I maybe uh, chopsticks. I, I or, could do chopsticks, you know? or Mary had a little lamb, yeah, or right. something like that. Um, but then I picked up uh, the baritone, which is. Um, I did that in third grade, the summer before third grade, actually. And my dad was an elementary school principal, and his band director, uh, they asked him what would be a good instrument to, to start playing. And uh, I always wanted to play the trumpet or the saxophone. And he's like, oh, that's really hard. That's a really difficult thing to get into because there's so much competition for it. I started out with the baritone and never saw anything but first chair, section leader the whole time. And... Um, after that, I did pick up the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the um, – I, I played the valve trombone, which is basically the same thing as a a baritone or the same fingerings and stuff. Um, did that in a marching band and in a jazz band. Um, concert band, I played – then I turned over to the euphonium, which is the same thing as a baritone. It's just got an extra valve and a little bit better tone quality to it. Then, uh, I, I mean, I picked up the Seuss phone and two, but if I wanted to play that, I could do all that stuff. So pretty much anything brass. And sure. then I had in seventh or eighth grade, a friend of mine taught me how to play a scale on the saxophone. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I learned that. And then I taught myself how to play a saxophone a lot after that too. Wow. Um, and I took some lessons from a uh, another band director that my dad had worked uh, or had worked for my dad at his school. And um, so quite a few different instruments by that time. Yeah, that's uh, seven or eight instruments by the time you were in eighth grade, 14 years old. Yeah, probably. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, by the end of high school, it's about that much. But yeah. It, Are there any that you still play or could still play? Any, Pretty much any of the, the brass I could still play. Okay. Um, I could do maybe a scale on saxophone just because I just haven't p- practiced. But I, if I picked it up and started going, I'd probably okay. be able to get it back again. I know Zach plays guitar mm-hmm. and trumpet. Yes. Um, and you mentioned uh, earlier to me that Noah plays trombone as well. Yes. So your wife, Amy, went to school for music education. Yes. Um, you guys are dangerously close <laughs> to partridge family territory. <laughs> um, so I guess my first question is, do either of the girls play anything? You know, um, Sydney started playing piano mm-hmm. for a while, but it was – she had a teacher who really wasn't that great mm-hmm. and there was kind of a personality conflict. So sure. she didn't – now she wants to play again but it's just kind of, eh, let's let's wait and see right. because she's got uh, volleyball at school and everything else that she does. But I think we're going to get her back into that as soon as we find a good um, piano teacher for her. And uh, Ava, she does not play anything right now. She wants to play some stuff. She wants to sing, um, and she loves to sing. I mean, all the the kids who are driving anywhere in the car, Ava's singing with the music on the radio, and the others are like, shut up, Ava, stop singing. That's Zoe. But, yeah, yeah. she sings. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys ever play then anything as a family? Like, does anybody ever – is there ever more than one person performing at the same time in your house? Well, you know what? Um, Together. Yeah. <laughs> Not in competition. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of the competition too, yeah. but uh, we, Amy and I used to sing in the praise team mm-hmm. at our church in St. Louis. Right. And she, uh, uh, so we were there, I mean, this is when the kids were young, when Zach and uh, Sid was very young. 
I would bring Zach up on stage at practice time or in, on Sunday morning before as we were practicing, and uh, I'd be holding him, and he'd bring his ukulele up there, and he'd be playing that. <laughs> and Amy and I'd be singing, and um, Amy would be holding Sydney. So it was it was quite the the family thing right then. Okay. Noah and Ava didn't get involved with that too much because they just weren't born at the time. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you guys need to get a van then. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to your song, your first song. All right. What, what's the first song you brought? Um, the first song I brought was Phil Collins, Saturday Night, Sunday Morning. And do you, and, do you want to tell the story before we hear it, or do you want to listen and then? Well, I, I'll, I'll tell the story on this one first. Sure. Um, this one um, was just a song that, I mean, it's a very short song. It's a minute and 30-something seconds, I think. But... Uh, my roommate in college and I, um, my, my sophomore year, I came back. Um, came back to? To school, I'm sorry. Uh, we went to Oklahoma Baptist University. OBU? Yes. Uh, Shawnee. Yes, sir. Good right. job. <laughs> and we, we went back to school for the, after the summer. And um, I toured that summer. I'll tell you about that later. But mm-hmm. with the Continental Singers, uh, hit uh, 32 states in Holland, Belgium, Germany, and France, singing all over the world. Right. And um, so... Hadn't seen my parents at all, and I went home for like a week, and I was like, hey, can you snag these CDs for me as I am coming home? Because I knew that they were coming out. And mm. the the Phil Collins um, Phil Collins and Genesis, I, I just grew up loving them. I, I When I was 12, I heard them for the first – I think for the really the first time with Phil Collins. Um, um, when we were out in uh, – as I was telling you earlier, out in Captiva mm. on, on vacation – and uh, we'd just come down here, and uh, MTV was playing one of his songs, and I just thought it was the best thing in the world. So you were on vacation with your family. With my family. And uh, having mostly like the sound of music and <laughs> classical pieces. Yes. And you were vacationing here. Yes. And you saw this on TV. Exactly. Got it. So my sister and I, we really liked to play MTV if we could, but we didn't have cable at home either. So when we went on vacation to places where we had cable – MTV is what we could watch. Okay. So, but with that said, um, uh, my uh, the song is just it. It's not one of the most the popular songs off of the the um, CD at all. Actually, there's no vocals in it at all. <laughs> it's an instrumental, and um, it's just it's, it's got such a great brass line in it. And then Phil Collins comes in with his um, typical drums as he always does. I mean, because he's known for that. And um, it's just a a neat song that we um, I, my my roommate and I would put on and just crank it up as loud as we could, get away with in the dorm, <laughs> not get in trouble for. So. All right, so uh, let's hear it. We're going uh, back to Rob's sophomore year of college, and then he's sitting there going back to his vacation at Captiva. <laughs> this is uh, Phil Collins' Saturday Night, Sunday Morning off of his 1989 album, But Seriously. Yeah, that is that is funky. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I like it. That's that's a jazzy song. Um, when's the last time you listened to that? Um, not, not not in your research not, for the show. You know what? Um, it's not all the time, but I always have. I, I still have this massive CD collection in my closet. Okay, I me know. too. <laughs> Probably got six or eight hundred CDs on on the wall, but. Um, I always have a Phil Collins or Genesis CD I'll try and take out and pop in every now and then. So it's probably been a, a year since I last listened to it. But it, it just – the first time I heard it, whenever I played it uh, as I was getting tunes ready for this, mm-hmm. I'm like, that 
it, it just you know all the all the hits back like all yeah. The, yeah um did you ever see him live <laughs> that is a, a sore point for I, me right now okay <clears throat> my uh my younger sister had um bought tickets for myself and my wife mm-hmm. and uh, i was in south dakota flying for a freight company up there and my wife is from south dakota and she uh, we were we weren't married at the time. We were dating then, and we were engaged. And uh, my sister had bought the tickets and said, hey, come down at this time. We, I got this for you for your birthday. I'm like, God, this is great. I, I'm so excited about it. And I could not get out of work if I had to. So my wife instead drove down oh. <clears throat> and got to see Phil Collins with my sister. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. And and but then Did she come back and oh it was terrible. He was No, she came back not. and she was hooked and she started playing <laughs> the um the Phil right. Collins C D and right. it was an amazing set. I they had it was in the round, so the Ooh it, yeah, yeah. He had everything all over the stage and um I think I think it was a spinning stage at the time, so they were seeing all different parts of stuff and just said it was an amazing concert. So Yes, I'll still hear her pull that out occasionally. Uh, not as much lately, but uh, she will just crank that up. She would, like she used to be cleaning the house, and I'd be like, "Oh, stop! Don't do this to me." <laughs> um, what was your first concert, or the or first one you remember going to ever? Well, the first one that I enjoyed going to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first one I really went to was I think it was probably five or six. I went to the uh, the Bill Gaither Trio. Okay. With. Um, some people from my church mm-hmm. back then, they, they were like, hey, would Rob like to go? And, and my mom's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's not one that I really um, <laughs> get a lot out of there. Not a lot of five-year-olds in that demo. No, no, no. Um, there was a year, I guess it must have been my sophomore or junior year in high school. I think it's probably my sophomore year in high school. A friend of mine, his uh, father was – they um, a police officer down at the Fox Theater in St. Louis, and they had all these great bands coming in. There was, um, and he was able to get us in for free, front row orchestra pit. And so, I mean, we're sitting there right next to this huge wall of speakers. You're deaf by the time Ooh, you go yeah. home. And um, I got to see in two nights. I saw um, Cheap Trick, John Waite, um, the Thompson Twins, and somebody else. Wow. And I forget who that was on sure. that one. And then, like two weeks later, um, I bought tickets to go see um, uh, Howard Jones. So all those piled into one time. But we'd always have to have um, his mom drive us down, or my mom drive us down, drop us off, and we'd kind of bribe the manager because he knew the manager, and she would get us in, bring us down front, and then. Whoa! So it was kind of a <laughs> little shady, but it was great. We had a great time. So. It's a good way to start exactly. your concert experiences. Yeah. Um, what's the most recent concert you've been to? Uh, probably, well, this is kind of going into my next song, but... Um, you mentioned um, it. Okay. It was uh, the Newsboys this past oh, well, year. Right here. Germain. Right here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Jermaine Hurts, whatever yeah. it is nowadays. I saw so. you guys there, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the furthest you uh, have ever traveled to see live music? Like we know the answer to this for your wife, for instance. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> What's the furthest you've ever gone? You ever, did you ever fly somewhere just to? You know what? I had 
tickets to um, DC Talk. Yeah. And I think it was DC Talk and Stephen Kirsch Chapman or something like that. It was kind of an interesting combination. But yeah. um, I had taken off out of Sioux Falls and flew to Minneapolis for the day or for the night, I guess. And then mm-hmm. I got up the next morning and uh, the concert was in Sioux Falls. And there's a blizzard hitting Sioux Falls that day. <clears throat> and there's icing conditions, which were not conducive to flying out of um, for me. So I had to wait around all day just thinking, am I going to make it back for this concert? But I ended up um, getting to that afternoon, fly back from Minneapolis to Sioux Falls, which, yeah, what is it, a couple hundred miles, I guess. Um and Amy met me at the hangar. She's like, here's your clothes. Go change real quick. I ran out the door, and we pulled into the parking lot like 10 minutes before the concert started. So I guess that's probably a, a that roundabout counts. way to yeah. <laughs> have to travel to a couple see. hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the on the topic of concerts, you've got – as mentioned, you've got four kids. Two of them are teenagers now. Mm-hmm. One of them is getting close. Um, does a lot of their music find its way or maybe force its way into your life, into your listening? <laughs> well, yes. Um, we have always um, brought them up. They're listening to Way FM and K-Love and J- right. uh, Joy FM and everything. But as they get older, the, they get the Spotify and everything else and they start bringing sure. stuff in there. And You I, found Phil Collins, right? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking at a minute ago. I was like, okay, I got to make sure I the name of my next song. But um, the um, uh, my daughter, my uh, Sydney, will she's got so many playlists. I don't even know where <laughs> they come from. But uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. And the biggest one um, that I've heard lately uh, that she loves is Ed Sheeran. Right. And Amy loves Ed Sheeran. She actually, I, you might ask this later, but she bought vinyl of the Ed Sheeran's hey, latest album the cool. other day. She actually bought a little little round, record player, uh, little record player for it and everything. She was is so excited about doing that. So, <laughs> uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to have it in, have a listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, have you had to take them, any, any of them, to a concert that you had just no interest in otherwise? Like, like you know, take Zach or take uh, Sid to a concert just because being a dad? You know, um, can I change the question around on Absolutely. you a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, let's um, hear it. <clears throat> No, I haven't had to do that with them. But my younger sister yeah. is seven years, almost seven years younger than me. Uh-huh. And I came home from college one day and she's, I don't know, probably 14, 13 or 14, whatever it was. And she and her best friend had gotten tickets to New Kids on the Block. <laughs> and my, my my dad refused to take them. They're like, we'll we'll do something for you if, if you take them. So right. I'm sure I got some kind of a musical type thing out of it because mm-hmm. I was always asking for new stereo equipment or right. new CDs or whatever, and um, uh, that that worked out usually pretty good for me. So. You, did the, you did the Big Brother thing, exactly. Took care of it. And I forget the other guy who was with them, but it was it was crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm the 21-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid sitting the whole time during the concert. I'm not getting up and dancing. <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, do you uh, do you share, do you try to share your music, especially things like Phil Collins, some of the older stuff that you had listened to? Do you try to share that with your kids? Yes. Um, 
Zach is the most receptive to that, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a friend in St. Louis whose dad got him on the Beatles. Mm. Um, I'm not a big Beatles fan, but um, he has – Zach has turned into this huge Beatles fan, which – that was great. I mean, they are very good. Um, but um, I've tried to get him into some of the Phil Collins. He likes it, but it just hasn't done as much for him. Sure. Um, the others, not so much. I was actually listening to, I was trying to figure out who did Peter and the Wolf yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's Sergei Prokofiev. That's his name. Yep. Yes. And he, uh, or Sydney came down and she's like, what the heck are you listening to? Because I've listened, I was listening <laughs> yeah. to the whole thing. It was like 30 minutes of music and she's sitting in the kitchen eating lunch or something. <laughs> I think the, I think this is personal opinion. I think the wolf's theme with the French horn there is actually super sinister and really good. Yeah. But every time I hear it, it it's, um, it's Christmas story because that's the song they play when the bully Oh, is out, it? Yeah, with I the yellow remember. eyes. And <laughs> um, so it has this this like double right, association right. for me. Um, That's awesome. Um, okay, so where where would you say you and your kids' taste in music converge then? Like what where does stuff that you both really are into? Well, um, like I was saying, there's a lot of uh, Way FM, K-Love and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a lot of the, the Christian music that we listen to that bleeds over to church. Right. And, um, Sid loves um, uh, Hillsong, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I can't even think of the names of the people. The um, uh, a bunch of the Christian sing- groups. Yeah. I, I, I'll think of them after we're as done. soon as you're out of here. Yeah, as soon as yeah. I walk out the door. But um, we most of those I like a lot mm-hmm. too. There's some that I just. It, that I don't like, but she loves, and it's just our taste in music. And sure. it's not a not a bad thing. It's just um, like it's a taste. It's a taste, yeah. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's get on to your second song. What do you got? Alrighty, my second song is, like I said, the Newsboy song, of, yeah. and uh, that's how you change the world. So, do you want to talk about this, or do you want to get in the headspace? Um, and... Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'll talk a little bit about this now. Okay. Um, yeah, that one. It's uh, <laughs> something that we had from uh, when the kids were very young. All I had, all kids, all four kids were born at the time when the album came out. But I think Ava was probably maybe a year, year and a half old. So in the mornings um, when I was at home, I'd always uh, drive the older two to school, drop them off, and then Amy was the um, uh, assistant director at a preschool at the time. And we'd always take the kids there just to keep the routine going so mm-hmm. they wouldn't get totally screwed up. And because um, I liked keeping them home too and just having a fun time. But <laughs> learning stuff didn't work that way. So we'd always drop off Zach and Sid at school. And as soon as we turned out of the parking lot to go to um, the preschool, they'd say, Can we listen to it? I'm like, what do you want to listen to? You know what? And they just keep saying, And they would want that song cranked up as loud as it could go. I mean, the the first bit, just they would blast yeah. it. And um, it just, it was a, a great time because they would sing with it the whole time. It didn't matter if they were on key, off key or what. They were just screaming it out. And so they had a great time listening to it. So, What kind of car did you drive then? <clears throat> At that time, I had a Toyota Camry. Perfect. An old Camry. <laughs> that was a beater, but it was a good one. All right. So uh, we're going we're gonna to listen to... Uh, the Newsboys, That's How You Change the World, uh, in Rob's Camry. It's the year 2013, because that's when the album came out, off the album Restart.
I can imagine. I can see your kids like <laughs> like screaming. Um, all right. So so the Newsboys were the big act for Christian music in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, what certainly one of the big acts. And right. um, did you listen to them back then too? <laughs> I used to listen to them um, when I was in flight school. I. I I started flight school in 92, the summer of 92, and I'd oh, drive yeah. from Fort Lauderdale up to Clearwater to see my sister and her husband. Mm-hmm. And um, they were on with the original Newsboys. Right. The, this was, the first lineup. Yeah. Yeah. This was before Peter Furler. I can't think of the lead singer's name. Michael something. Yeah. 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 It, but um, so I, I listened to them all the way. I've got every album they've ever – or every CD they've ever made. So Okay. So I remember – Take me to your leader. Yes, <laughs> that's like that's 1996. Right, that that is in my head. Right, like that's what they sound like. Um, that sound is so different from now, which is normal for a group that's around for decades. Right, uh, even even if even with the member changes or without, like right. any band that's around that long, you know they're going to sound different after a while. Do you listen to the more recent stuff more or the older stuff more? Would you say? You know, I kind of listen to all of it. Mm. Um, I, it's kind of a, a whatever I feel like that day. I haven't listened to the oldest stuff um, for a while now. Um, I, I've got the old iPod. I mean, that it's not a touch. It's like the little, little wheel that goes yeah. around. Um, <clears throat> and I still have that from um, years ago that I'll, I used to bring to the gym with me. Now mm. that I've got Spotify on my phone, I kind of have changed things around. But yeah, some of the older stuff. It was some really good stuff too. It just and I remember I'd pick it up about halfway across Alligator Alley and or Way FM across Alligator yeah. Alley, and I'd drive all the way over here up to probably just in Sarasota, mm-hmm. and then I'd lose it again going into Clearwater. Mm-hmm. And they had I think it was WIBI up there at the time that turned into talk radio. Yeah. Then too, that makes sense. That's and our our broadcast area is kind of the same it, exactly. <laughs> so. Um. I had a similar experience that you talked about earlier about kind of remembering all the beats, even mm-hmm. though you hadn't heard it for a while. Right. When you mentioned this, I went and whipped out "Take Me to Your Leader" and <laughs> that, and that and the, the title track. Right. And two seconds in, I know all like oh, all, yeah. all the notes, the melody is yep. exactly in my head still. Um. So is that that trend of kind of listening? in you know whatever you feel like is that is that kind of normal for your listening or do you have an era that you gravitate towards you know i I listen to anything and everything cool um i listen to pretty much anything but i'm not a big rap fan Mm -hmm. and i'm not a country fan Mm. excuse me um but otherwise i will I, i listen to pretty much anything how is it going to school what was it like going to school at obu uh oklahoma baptist and not being a country fan (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, my roommate loved country, mm-hmm. so I had to listen to Garth Brooks and mm-hmm. all that stuff cranked up. In that era, too. In yeah. that era, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Garth Brooks grew up an hour west of Shawnee. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was – there was a lot of people who liked that, but then other people that came – there was a lot of people that came from Dallas that listened to country, but they also listened to a lot of the other stuff. Um I had a, a good friend of mine. He um, he was a telecom major there and had these speakers that were eh, four feet tall, wow. two feet wide, and just thumped as, as loud as I could. And you'd come in the dorm. We were on the fourth floor and you could hear it all the way from the downstairs. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was not 
uh, newsboys type music. So <laughs> actually, it was probably with him, it was like Michael Jackson because he loved anything with Michael Jackson. Sure. So, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, they they really didn't balk at it unless it was like explicit or anything. Okay. So okay, um, I'll tell you my, real quick my my Shawnee story because okay. I I spent two weeks in Shawnee visiting one of my best friends in the world. He went to OBU. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I so, didn't know that. Um, uh, I we're in the the one Sonic, which is like the first Sonic. Yep. <laughs> and and a a gaggle of like middle and high schoolers come in and they're all wearing boots and hats. <laughs> and I turn to my friend and I go, what? Is this because I know we're in Oklahoma, but like it's just it's just Oklahoma, right? And he goes, "That's 4-H club," <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like tidy, tidy little oh, cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that's when I felt like I was in the country. I was like, "Okay, we're at the Sonic yeah. Cowboys 4-H." Yep. All right, Mike Scott. All right, we're back. Hey, we just had like a weird audio glitch. We didn't lose any of the show. Just mentioning it here in case that sounded jarring. Um, all right, so you mentioned Amy buying uh, buying a vinyl album of Ed Sheeran. Right. But but aside from her purchase there, right. when was the last time you bought physical media that you can remember doing? You know, um, <laughs> I'm old school. I, I like the the CDs, um, and I used to always go to Family Christian over here at mm-hmm. uh, Gulf Coast Town Center. Mm-hmm. And then they closed. Yep. So I went in there as they were closing and probably bought <laughs> a handful of things. I, I got it as it was getting very, very um, rifled through and cheap. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't get anything that's really, really popular. But probably last one that uh, was the, the latest Toby Mac CD, not the one that's out now that just came out. I guess the one just before that. So okay. I got to go try and find the latest one so I can listen to it in my car as I drive to Miami because I don't have satellite radio. I don't have right. uh, Bluetooth or anything where I can listen to my anything. So it's all CDs. I listened, I've, I've got it set up where I can listen to certain stuff across the alley. About halfway, everything dies from Fort Myers' side, and then I pick up everything on the East got Coast. It. So Okay. Um, music played a role in bringing you and Amy together. Yes. Uh, you want to tell us that? <laughs> tell us a quick version of that. <clears throat> well, um, we, uh, my, I guess it's the summer after my junior year in high school. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in college, it was the summer after her junior year in high school. Okay, yeah, I'm robbing the cradle a little bit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we met. Um, a scene with the <laughs> with the. See, you can't stop laughing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, Met scene with the Continental Singers, uh-huh. and uh, I don't know if do you know anything about them. I do, but why don't you mention? The okay, con- it, it was a Christian-based group. Um, they were when I first started, based in Thousand Oaks, California. Mm-hmm. Then they moved to uh, Colorado Springs, and um, we the first time I did it, I, like I said earlier, we hit uh, Holland, Belgium, Germany, and France, and uh, thirty-two states. When Amy and I did it, we hit uh, twenty-eight states in Austria, Hungary, and Romania, and so we. We're together basically for three months of the summer, and I mean, when you're on a bus with somebody, um, you there's usually about twenty to thirty people in the group, and you just get to know everybody very well. There's certain people you click with better, and there was Amy and I, and a friend of ours, Sean, and then uh, Pam and Tim, and Tim and Pam ended up getting married too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean uh, is. He's still single, but uh, and then um, some others that were friends with us, but not as close as that tight knit group there. But we uh, met on that, and then um, 
she decided after um, I graduated that she was going to go to OBU too. And uh, she was planning on going somewhere else. I'm not even sure where she was looking at. But then she ended up going to um, – coming there to be a – I think it started out as a pre-med major, then a psych major or something, and then ended up being um, – turning into music ed because of just her love for the music too. So because of that, we – uh, I, I was uh, flight instructing um, in Florida and then in California mm-hmm. and then back in Florida. But then I um, – I, I helped her to bring her grade point average down because I, I worked for Continental Airlines um, as a reservations agent in the evening. And every month I'd bring her down to Florida to um, just for the weekend. Yeah. And we'd go to Disney. We'd go to um, Universal, Universal yeah. just anything, SeaWorld, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was living with my brother-in-law at the time for uh, three months. And it was a, <laughs> it was, it was a fun time. So, um, so yeah, music, uh, kind of the... Almost a uh, like a foundation for lot like that that situation touring on that bus created relationships for a lot of people exactly um, and I imagine lifelong friendships some of the people there like you still know them oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not a Facebook person I hate Facebook but uh, she has friends on there um, probably at least uh, fifteen of the people fifteen of the thirty that's in her group are wow. in a big uh, they. See, talk to each other all the time, okay. um, and they're all over the world. There's uh, one guy who is from Japan, lives in uh, Romania, is a missionary up there, over there. Um, we've got other friends who moved from Illinois. They got married too. They are from. Uh, he's from Illinois. She's from Mid- Midland, Texas, and they live in Maine now. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, and we had a, a a big reunion with everybody um, in St. Louis just before we left, probably five or six years ago now and everybody drove to our house <laughs> or flew and I mean from Montana and from Maine and from everywhere and then we got people um, oh and then uh, Sean the guy who's single mm-hmm. he came in from uh, Manila oh. um, he uh, he'd been in the states a month earlier and doing some stuff for work and he was uh, based in Manila for a while with his work he's a he's an accountant and um, he's like yeah I'm coming for the week so he just came over and it's <laughs> so um, the, uh, do yours, your and Amy's taste in music overlap mostly? Mostly. Yeah. She, she, uh, leans toward the, 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 the quieter, softer stuff. Whereas I'm more of the, um, I don't know, the, the heavier beat stuff, but I mean, she loves Newsboy. She loves DC Talk. She loves all the other stuff that yeah. we do, um, love in there, but there's stuff in college that I listen to. She would never listen to. What is what is a song or a band that um, that you like that she just does not get at all? Um, probably, I'd say the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. She uh, she, she looks at that and like, okay, this you can just listen to that. <laughs> and you're a big fan. <laughs> and I like them. Yeah. Um, uh, vice versa. Um, she really likes um like Natalie Grant and. Uh, Carrie Underwood and stuff, and I can listen to them, but it just doesn't do a lot for me. It's just kind of there, I sure. guess I'd have to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any songs that are special in your family, yeah, with your parents, with Amy, with your kids? Like, um, nothing really super special that I can think of. Um, uh, there's, 
Um, one song that I thought about putting on here mm-hmm. that was in our wedding, but you said <laughs> you don't like that. But there's more to that story, which sure. I'm not going to get into. You can that. tell me the song. Well, it was. Um, it's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Sure. Um, and I'm going to have to look on this real quick because <laughs> I am totally forgetting the name of it, even though I it was in our wedding, and I'm going to be shot for saying that. But I'll keep talking as I look. Oh, I will be here. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, big, big time yeah, wedding a, song. Yeah, it was a big wedding song. And <clears throat> my next song, I'll explain sure. more of why that okay. Um, okay. meant a lot to me. But, um, but there's really not any specific songs that are really um, big for everybody and uh, meant a lot to everybody at the same. Okay. Um, do you ever sing? You know, I know Ava sings. You know, <laughs> in front of everybody. Do you ever sing around the house, like out loud, like? You know, I used to. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we used to be in a praise right, team at church right. and everything. And um, I just kind of got out of that part and part. And I sing in the car all the time. And when um, you're alone, you'll definitely usually, usually when I'm driving over to Miami uh, right. to do a trip. But um, the, actually, my my daughter or my daughter actually Ava or Noah, one of the two, or maybe both. We were driving one day, and I was singing, and like you sing? I'm like, yes, I sing. And I, I think it was Noah because he was just messing with me. He, <laughs> he knows it. And, but he just likes to, to yeah. a yawn and, and poke you and twist it in and everything else more. So, um, okay. but yeah. So, um, does that mean yay or day to karaoke? I do not do karaoke. <clears throat> Even when I was singing, I never did karaoke. <laughs> did, does Amy do karaoke? You know, I don't Seems think like she, the kind of thing. I don't think she's ever done it. Um, well, well, you had team night at, at church yeah, on yeah. Saturday. Oh, they did karaoke the other night. And I'm not sure she was there or did that or I'll not because I uh, I was having to pick up Zach. I ran from there. I had my daughter at a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, can you can you recommend any bands that you think most listeners might not be familiar with, but you'd like to kind of get some attention on? Is there any band that? that you- oh gosh. Um, you know, I, I hate to say this one. I'm going to look on here again. Sure, yeah. Mind. Um, there was a song that I I was watching the show, um, The Blacklist, mm-hmm. and I'm really upset that it hasn't come back on yet. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, but there's a song on there by um, it's the Sound of Silence. Oh, it's Disturbed. It's a, yeah, Disturbed. Yeah. And I'm like, it. I, I listened to some of the other stuff. I can't listen to it because it's like the metal stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it really, it was a a good um, song. And mm-hmm. I, there's one part I didn't like a lot, but it was, most of it's good. Um, the, most of it, I, you probably have heard the stuff. I, They're um, certainly a big band. It, Disturbed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and then I'm trying to look at the rest of my list. I've got like a gajillion list here. <laughs> so, um can I come back to you on that one? Yeah. I'll, I'll think about that and give you, <laughs> <laughs> give you a good one. So, um, Well, actually, let's uh, – I want to I hear about your last song. That's where we're at. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> what, do you, what do you have for us? Well, <laughs> the last song is um, – this is one that – it's not a favorite of mine at all, but it brings back memories of um, a time when I was younger too. Um, it is a – well, my sister, my older sister, 
she was two years older than me, and she recorded this song on a tape. And she recorded it time and time and time again, just one after another. And then she recorded it on the other side. Wait, in order, like on the tape? It was like, just Like one. the song would end and she would record the song again? Yes. Uh, okay. And then she did that on the backside. And then um, on our way down to southwest Missouri, Mount Vernon, where my mom grew up, she put that tape in. And I can't believe my mom and dad didn't kill her and say, you're not going to listen to this anymore. Especially when I looked at what the song was. I just, I looked it up and I'm like, I can't believe they said, didn't say anything. She played it for five hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. So now you understand why this is a song that I have, yeah, yeah. Um, have, have just a memory of. And you were driving from where to where again? From St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, from Florissant, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a suburb. Just a suburb yeah. of St. Louis to um, Mount Vernon, Missouri, which is in southwest Missouri. Okay. Um, and it's the Human League's Don't You Want Me Baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I said, I <laughs> not the greatest fan, but it just makes me All right. go back to my childhood. On repeat, five-hour trip, the Human League's Don't You Want Me Baby off of the 1981 album, Dare. Play it again, Mike. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is um painful. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it's it's a really like it's catchy. Yeah. That, um obviously like the hook there is something that has lived for thirty years now oh, and yeah. plus yeah. but um almost forty years. <laughs> um <laughs> But it is repetitious, so I yes. imagine hearing it again and again, even even a couple of times. Right. <laughs> like, um, the, for a song that came out so early in the 80s, that is a quintessentially 80s sounding – like that is exactly what the music from the era yes. sounds like when I think about it. Yes. Um, are there other songs from that era that are – right down the middle that like like big named 80s songs that you remember that you kind of just you couldn't let go of that you really like still you know that was the biggest one right then mm-hmm. um like i said earlier i saw howard jones encounter right and um i can't think of any of the specific songs right now but if i hear one of those come on i'll it'll i'll, I'll be singing right to it i mean i remember the words right off and then isn't that funny how that, how that works oh yeah yeah <laughs> and the earlier genesis ones too and phil collins sure so um, okay, so I've been curious about something. Do airline pilots get to listen to music when you're flying? Well, yes and no. We'll okay. put it that way. Okay. <clears throat> the no part is as we're up in the cockpit. Yeah. When we're flying the plane, yeah. no. Okay. We so cockpits don't have radios. You have radios. They don't have talk- stereo. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have the radios that we talk on, but yeah. not the ones that we can listen. Yeah. Actually, we have what's an ADF. Um, which is just an old it, – it's a, it picks up an old AM signal. Hmm. And it's an old way to navigate is with this um, needle that points toward that, that station. Got it. Got it. Uh, like over in uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale when I was at school, there's a 740 beacon of some station over there that we'd fly around and do polling patterns over. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> talking about listening to music though, um, most of my flights I do are – eight, nine hours long at least, and we have a break. There's three pilots on the plane, so we have two pilots up front at all times, and one gets to go back in the plane and take a nap and um, get the last uh, seat in first class on the left-hand side. Yep. Put a curtain around it, and you're good to go. 
So I pop in uh, the earbuds and find one of my playlists and uh, crank up the tunes. I actually put it pretty low so I can sleep with it. But that's when I get to listen to the music on the radio. Okay. So Or on the plane, I'm sorry. Right. Um, is there any place that you've been in your in your travels, either recreationally or for your job, where you've been like really into the music in that area, even though you have no idea what the words to the songs mean? Um, you know, I was in... Uh, was it Guayaquil, Ecuador? And uh, I was sitting in the lobby waiting for the other guy to come down. We were going to go out for dinner, and some music came on. And like, this is kind of a neat song. I have no clue what it is. I, I my Spanish is Spanglish with more of glish to it instead of Spanish. <laughs> but so I can I can speak a little bit. That's enough mm. to get by. Say where's the bathroom or whatever. Mm. So. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what they're saying. I was like, I don't know. So I took out my phone, got Spotify out, <laughs> and Spotify the song. Sure enough, it was on there. And um, later on, I, I listened to it again. I, I couldn't tell you what it was. That was a couple of years ago when I was down there, did that. But it was it was interesting listening to. Oh, cool. Other places, um, like in Ecuador, again, in Quito, Ecuador this time, though, I was listening to, we were in a, in a restaurant and some, some, uh, I guess it was like an MTV of Ecuador was mm-hmm. on or whatever, and they were playing some song. Was, and I can't believe I still remember this. It was like Pitbull and Ag- uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, one of their songs right. together. And I, uh, that just but it kinda, was in Spanish? No, it was in English, oh, okay. and it kind of surprised me. But I was like, okay. Normally I can't understand what he says anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. yeah. All right. Um, uh, which song almost made – your list? Uh, the song that almost made my list was, well, there's a couple ones I was looking at, but the one I told you to get rid of was uh, Mr. Jones mm-hmm. by uh, Counting Crows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what what was the, uh, what's the elevator pitch version of the story for that? <laughs> well, the reason I had that one was um, the first time I heard it, I remember exactly where I was at. I was in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine had flown out. Um, he was uh, working for a um, some kind of an advertising company, and uh, he had come out to do work, and he'd flown out to L.A., but I was living in San Diego at the time as a flight instructor, and he was staying with me, driving back and forth to L.A., and we had a day off, and we went and were looking for the Hollywood sign, and we're in in this car, and we're it was a convertible. We were hoping to be able to put the, the top down. It was like one of the few days when it was like overcast and gloomy and rainy and stuff. So we didn't have it down, but we finally found the uh, Hollywood sign. And I think just before that, Mr. Jones came on. So Okay. So there you are yeah. looking for um, Did you find it difficult going through all of the songs with these memories and finding just three? <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I, there is, uh, like I said, uh, like the other song about um, uh, the Steamer Curse Chapman song. Uh, uh. That was one that I really thought about too. And um, uh, the story behind that is it was a song in our wedding, but it was a song that my my older sister had told me that was going to be on our wedding. And I'm like, okay. And I really didn't, I hadn't even thought about getting married before at that time. And um, But then it grew on me. And um, my older sister actually um, passed away 24 and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So she wasn't at the wedding. So it was just something special to me then that um, it was something that she had 
kind of <laughs> I guess, spoken into, spoken into and said, this is what's going to happen. And it was just kind of a neat song there. So Okay. And so what was the, um, what was your process of elimination? Because I'm sure that when we started, you know, like 20 or 30. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of songs I listened to that I just, I, I liked. And on the way in here, I was still processing yeah. which ones I wanted. Yeah, and I had, had four ready to go. Yeah. I had about four others that I was listening to on the way in here, um, <clears throat> just deciding if I wanted to replace anything. And um, it, it was, I, I went through all my old playlists, the, 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 like mixtape type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that I'd done before and, and um, had just, I knew Phil Collins, Genesis had to be something in there. And then I was thinking of other stories that were really good and the songs that meant a lot to me. There's a couple. There's one song um, uh, by the Toadies, Possum Kingdom. Remember that mm-hmm. song? Um, I, I remember <laughs> it, it says, um, I don't want to lie. But then later on, it says, I don't want to die. And I was flying in a pattern uh, doing touch and goes with a student of mine up in St. Pete uh, at the airport. And I'm singing that. And I'm like, I don't want to die. <laughs> like, And he's like, what do you sing it? He's like, I'm not going to kill you. Is he <laughs> but, sweating? Yeah. And I still remember that. So just things like that, that um, just brought back memories. So um, music has a way of, uh, has a way of doing that. And it's kind of like the whole, like the crux of our show. Um, do you think you're going to be listening now more often to some of the songs that you started to look up for, for your research? You know, I, I probably will go back to them again. Um, I mean, I got a great playlist that <laughs> I made for you. It's actually called Richard's Playlist, oh. uh, Richard's Podcast Playlist. Great. And, um, and, um, but there's some great stuff in there. And uh, Zach and I were listening to it the other day, I think, cool. and as we were driving. And there's, I mean, just all these different things. And it goes from, uh, like I said, the stuff we played to the Toadies to um, Toad the Wet Sprocket to um, – then to Gustav Holst and to um, uh, George Gershwin and just all over the place. And he's like, wait, that's a good song there. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So and it's so I'm showing him some stuff that I used to listen to or right. used to play that was um, a huge influence for me too. Cool. And there's a there's a reciprocal thing there. Like he's going to remember you teaching him and showing him those songs. Those exactly. are going to be his memories. Exactly. So, um, so I was going to ask you if you have a favorite band. I'm going to guess it's Oasis. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> or not Oasis. <laughs> not Oasis. Um, I'm not Genesis. Gonna, I was going to say, I'm not I have Genesis. A, no, I have a mental block when I come <laughs> up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that it's Genesis. Is that is that fair? That Genesis and Phil Collins is what I was my favorite forever. Um, I've kind of moved away towards other things, but I still, that is my fallback. Okay. Um, I will pull that out and pop it in and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And yes, it dates me a little bit, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> There's still young people that like that stuff too. Right. So. Um, is there a song that you will uh, always turn off if you hear it come on the radio, either because of uh, memory or, you know, whatever? Is there? You know, I hate to say this, but it's not just um, one song. It's kind of a genre. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas music. Ooh. Because I know people love Christmas music, and Amy's probably going to shoot me for saying <laughs> this because she loves Christmas and Christmas yeah. music. 
I love Christmas and everything, but when they turn radio stations into a twenty four seven stream of from like Friday, yeah. this coming Friday until after the new year. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I can do it for a couple of days, but after that, I'm like. Can you go into a department store this time of year at all? I, I, I try not to. <laughs> try and avoid that if I can. I um, I fix that by listening only to Trans Siberian Orchestra Christmas music this time of year because you can't beat them. It's I mean, pretty good. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, any final thoughts for us, Rob? You know. Um, not really. I mean, I had a great time here. I appreciate having me come and do this, and it's just been a lot of fun. And looking back at my <laughs> my experiences with music, and it kind of brought back a lot of memories. And it was a, it was a neat thing to see what has happened over the past forty eight years. And <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm really glad you got to you got to come in and do this because I'm glad I got to know you better just from just from listening to some music. Yes, sounds great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rob. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. This show's co-creator and producer is Mike Canary. Tara Callaghan is our online content producer. Chris Duffus is our executive producer. And our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. For my parting tune this week, I'm going back to my college years. 2003 to be exact. That's when I used to play electric guitar for a church's college ministry that met here on FGCU's campus. It was my first time playing with really skilled musicians that I only interacted with on stage. It was a completely different dynamic since the bands that I'd been in before were always with my friends. There was something about it that made me feel that little bit more grown up and independent since I was there on my own merit. Anyway, that year, a song by the band Switchfoot ran up to number 6 on the Billboard Top 40, and you could hear it on most rock stations, it was in ads on TV, even the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. At the height of that popularity, we decided to open up a set with that song. So, in a blacked-out auditorium, hundreds of students, I began with the very recognizable opening riff, and the lights came up to a suddenly roaring crowd. It was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that, and I honestly don't even remember playing the rest of the song. I never did try to be a professional musician, but after the set, I walked off the stage and I remember thinking, well, I get it. This is Switchfoot's 2003 single, Meant to Live. Keep listening. Staggerly shot Billy, they lying for you five dollar Stetson hat. Oh, he was a bad man. Cruel old Staggerly. Next time on Three Song Stories. And I found myself singing it over and over and over and over again. I was walking around just singing the song. And then one day, in one moment, it hit me why I was singing it. And I stopped. It was like it literally caught my breath. And I said, oh, I know what's going on. <laughs>